Welcome back everybody, Jay Niblick here again for hey. webinar number four in the Unspoken Sales series. We're going to get started in just a second. We've still got a few people uh, getting registered in here, so bear with me one second. All right, that looks to be about it, so let's get kicked off. Thanks again everybody for coming back. Again, Jay Niblick here. We're going over the Unspoken Sale webinar number four. Today we're going to cover kinesics, body language, and human behavior. This is one of my favorite webinars. It's just lots of specific details and really where the rubber hits the road. With us today, Matt Kubler. Matt Kubler is a 25-year military and law enforcement career officer for those of you that are new here. He has either served with, as, or trained with the following and the second bullet there. So you can read that list, but all of that together, some of the most elite forces in the world make Matt a world authority on understanding the hidden messages that people send through their nonverbal communications or their body language. So Matt, say hi, and why don't you take over and tell us what is kinesics? Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, this is number four. Uh, if you get a chance, go back and look at the other three uh, on unspokensale.com because it'll help you understand what we're doing today. However, I'm going to give a little bit of a review so that some of you can at least understand the, the basics of what's going on here. Kinesics, um, it's basically the study of human body language and nonverbal communications. Just a fancy way of saying that. So when the, the human body is exposed to emotional and physical stressors, it will, without a doubt, react without any cognitive effort. Understanding how and why these reactions occur, um, and then being able to identify those same traits. You know, you look within first, you see... Um, Knowing yourself is always the key to knowing others. So once you know yourself, you can identify it in other people as well. So when you see those changes during the stressful or emotional stress time, um, you can see that in other people. That's the basic premise behind kinesics, understanding what you're seeing in someone else with their body language or their nonverbal communication. So people ask, well, as once you know, when can I just like start reading people? Um, the problem with blank reading people based on um, assumptive indicators, meaning that you know, some people say that if you stand with your arms crossed, with your hands under your armpits, you're in a closed-off position, um, which in and of itself could be true if all things being equal in, in, in a sterile environment. However, 99.99% of the time, you're not going to be in a white padded room with no windows or distractions. So having your hands under your armpits and sitting underneath an air conditioning vent could mean you're cold and not in a closed-off position. So what I'm getting at here is there's three things you need to do before you can ever start reading people based on what you're seeing. The first thing is you have to get the environmental baseline, which is the, obviously your environment. Um, you know, if you pull into a parking lot, you should be looking for the car parked in this, the parking spot that says Vice President of Sales, which is who you're going to see. Look at that car. Look in the car. See if there's anything you can use as an intelligence gathering mission to build rapport later on. Then you're going to figure out the person's buying style, which is their personality, using the DISC index. And then finally, the norm baseline, which is during your rapport building phase when you're talking with the person for five to eight minutes and you're engaging them in conversation about things that are making them happy and relaxed, you're going to watch their body language. And if you don't do those three things, it's basically the same thing as looking for a hidden treasure without a map. It's very tough to do and get any type of a positive results. So you got to establish all three baselines in order to know what you're looking for and how to interpret that. And once you understand what you're looking for, the key, that's your key to success. And then once you're confident that you've done those three things, 
and you've gathered enough environmental information on your prospect and you understand their buying style and you put all that together to create your baseline read on the norm phase, then during that norm phase, you're going to watch every single body movement, facial, facial movement, eye contact, tone and pitch of their voice, hand movement. All those things are going to become the norm for that person you're speaking to. No matter if they're normally considered a negative indicator or a positive indicator, whatever they're doing during that phase is their norm. And then, as long as that interaction was done in a stress-free environment and you're engaging your prospect and you felt comfortable that you were talking um, in a friendly, non-confrontational way and everything seemed to be fine, that is the norm. Whatever it is you saw during that time, that is the norm for that prospect. And then, you know, why, why are we paying attention? Well, you want to pay attention to a lot of things. And one of the things you want to pay attention to is what they are saying, but not exactly the words they're saying, but how they're saying those words in, in relation to the body language um, that you're seeing. So you need to make sure their pitch and their tone and the inflection and the pacing are all consistent with the body language they're displaying. And I'll give you an example. So if you think your client is showing a relaxed body position, but his or her voice is elevated and they're speaking quickly, then you might not be reading the situation correctly. They could be stressed out. Um, versus uh, excited and relaxed. Um, so the actual words really aren't that important because you can say okay and mean it 5,000 different ways. But how they say that word is the important part. So once you've gone through all three of the baselines, what do you do next? It's time to begin making your read and identifying and then interpreting the physical deviations from the already established norm, like I told you. During that norm phase, whatever body language, facial expressions, hand movements, eye contact, whatever you see during that relaxed, non-stressful encounter is the norm. And anything you see that changes from what you saw during the norm is a deviation from that. And that's how you're going to determine whether or not you're in a good or a bad zone. And you're going to utilize my green, yellow, red system that I created for this program, which is going to make it so much easier to interpret and then understand what it is you're seeing. So the green, yellow, red, um, it's basically the same thing as a traffic light. It's not rocket science here, people. I'm trying to keep this thing simple. So if you see a green light, just like on the traffic ways, when you're, when you're at a, a red light and you see the green light happen, what do you do? You go. And that's a good thing. Green always means good. So there, there's plenty of emotions that you can attach to a green indicator, but the three that I think you're going to see the most of in, in a sales call our happiness, pride, and passion. And obviously your, your goal is to stay within the green zone at all times. Yellow indicators. They are the warning signs that tell you you need to start paying a little bit more attention to what's going on around you with your, with your interaction. You know, they might be false alarms. They might be something you thought you saw, but you weren't 100% sure, but you want to keep that in your mental Rolodex so that if you see it again or you see something that is similar to that, get your attention again as far as a deviation, now it's time to really start to pay attention because you might be heading down a road that, that is bad for your, your sales call. Um, usually, you know, if, you, if it's yellow and it's not a, a, like if you don't see them going from a frown to a smile, which is an obvious green sign, if you see them going from a smile to not smiling, that may not be bad. It just might be you didn't say anything that required a smile, but it's something you should be paying attention to because you might be heading down towards the red side. So once you start seeing a couple of those, it's time to be on a little bit more of a higher alert. And then obviously the red, 
Um, just like in stop signs or in red lights at the traffic signal, it's time to stop. So once you enter that red zone, your goal is to get back to the green as quickly as possible and then recover the sales call. Now, re realize that if you stay in that red zone too long, you may completely lose the sale and there's no recovery. If you're good and you've been practicing your, your body language reading techniques, you might be able to get, you know, dabble your toe in that red zone and go, oh, wait, I shouldn't have done that. Back yourself out, get back to a point in time which the green was prevalent and start heading back down that road again. Meaning, if you were in a conversation and you knew things were going well at a certain point and then you shifted that conversation to a new direction and all of a sudden you started seeing body language indicators that are in the red side, now it's time to go, I think now is the time to go back to that line of conversation you had where things were going good. It's just a way of telling you you're probably heading down the wrong road. Um, and if you do need to recover and realize that it's not gonna happen today, but you can probably salvage a sales call at another time, maybe it's time to gracefully punt. Punt as in like fourth down in football. Maybe you have a, a, a segue where you go, listen, I, I see you're very busy today. Um, why don't I reschedule and come back at another time? Now, part of understanding body language, how to read is also understanding how to make that determination because your time is valuable. You don't want to waste your time and you really don't want to waste someone else's time either. But first and foremost, it's your time because your time is what's getting you paid. So if you are able to, to cut bait or punt, um, sometimes it's better to do that than trying to go for it on fourth and long. Replacement refs. Or, or hire replacement refs who were fired from the lingerie league. But that's another webinar. <laughs> so now we're going to get into some examples. Um, we're going to go through the green um, indicators, uh, verbal, body language, facial, uh, eye contact, and hand use. Um, and then we'll go through the red. So some examples of some green verbal indicators. Uh, obviously, if you're having a conversation and you tell a joke and he laughs appropriately, that's a good sign. The tone and pitch will be elevated when excited, potentially, but it'll be coincide with uh, smiling, raised eyebrows while smiling, um, nodding of the head, things of that nature. Um, when people become excited about something they're talking about, if you're asking them to explain something they're passionate about, their voice is going to get higher and uh, the, the pitch is going to become faster and they're going to use a lot of really descriptive words to discuss things. And that's all fine. Now, they might talk too fast when they're truly excited. It depends on the person. That's what you're, you're building during that norm phase. You're getting that that baseline, those are things you're going to know are normal with this person when they're talking about something that's good. Um, the volume may get louder if they become more passionate about something. Passion is not necessarily good or bad, but it's in the context of what you're discussing. And smiling and raising the eyebrows and having their eyes wide open and looking at you is accompanied usually by when somebody gets excited and is happy about something and their voice gets elevated. That's what usually happens with it. Some body language indicators and, uh, and or appearance indicators um, because they sort of go with one another. Um, you, you have to have clothes on and everybody has uh, grooming that is required of some to some level with their body. Um, the thing we're going to look at first is are they professionally dressed or at least appropriately dressed for the occasion? Are they well groomed? Do they comb their hair if they have hair? Uh, shaving? You know, are they that they got 10 o'clock, you know, the shadow on their face? Are they? Um, they have a mustache like uh, that hangs over their lips like Wilford Brimley. You know, that's not well-groomed. It's not an indicator of anything negative, perhaps, but it's also a good indicator that maybe they're not, um, they don't pay attention to themselves as much as they could. An open body position. That's going to be when the torso, the front of the torso is facing you, where you can see most of the body um, in a very neutral position. 
Same thing with sitting. Um, whatever part is exposed to you will be facing you. They'll be sitting upright, uh, potentially in the front half of the seat or at least centered on the seat. And they're going to be in a, in a relatively over, overtly relaxed position. If the, the person you're dealing with, if their personality buying style is a high D, they may lean forward more because they're, they're going to get into your personal space. That's just a, a trait of the high D. So you may see that, but it's not a negative thing per, per, per se. Legs and the feet, um, they will be in a bent knee position as if they're sitting um, and their feet will be flat on the floor or appropriately crossed um, if you're dealing with a female or a male buyer, buyer who's relaxed. Um, the shoulders will be in a relaxed position in all cases. And if they're standing, they'll be with the outside of that three foot personal space of yours. They're not going to be um, inside your space unless they're a high D, which potentially could mean they're just trying to dominate for um, the encounter. They just, they're very competitive people, high Ds. Facial indicators, some green ones, appropriate smiling, like we talked about, warm, wide open, inviting eyes. Uh, the eyebrows will, will raise up when they're smiling. The cheeks could get slightly flushed if it's coincided with a conversation that was pleasant or maybe even a little embarrassing in a, on a funny way, um, not with anger flushing. Um, when the cheeks get flushed, when they get very, very angry. Um, I know my, my younger son, when he gets angry, his, his face gets very flushed. And uh, that's never a good thing. And then the lips will be full. They're not going to be pierced. They're real tight together. Eye movement. Now, remember, everything when it comes to eye movement going forward is going to be from your point of view. So if the person looks up and to their left, it'll actually be your right. So when I say up and to the right, it's from your right, not their right. So uh, with the eyes, they're going to have warm and inviting gaze, uh, consistent eye contact, not a locked on dead stare, not every three seconds looking away or looking down or looking up. Um, it's going to be a, uh, a very consistent eye contact. They'll, the blinking will be consistent. It's not going to be 500 blinks a minute. Um, nervousness can cause blinking to be overtly annoying. Um, so you're not going to have to see that. Pupil size will, you know, depending on whether in a lighter or darker lit room, they will remain the same no matter what. The, the pupils will be appropriate for the lighting that's in the room. Um, like I told you from the point of view, if they look up and to the right, so from your right side, which is their left, they're accessing their, visu their visual memory, meaning they're looking for something in their mind that they've seen once before. If they look over to their right ear, your right side, their left ear, they're going for their auditory, meaning something they've heard before. So those are all good things. Um, if they're right-handed, mind you, um, and you know, a majority of the world is right-handed and it's not 100% factual that they're going to go the opposite if they're left-handed. However, the tendency does lean towards that. And if your subject is left-handed, you know, there's a way to find that out. That's pretty simple. How does he hold a pen? Does he shake with the left hand? Does he um, use that left hand more predominantly during speaking, um, things of that nature. That's it's left-handed people are usually pretty obvious on how, how they are. Um, that's why there's only a few of them in the world. And then hand use. The hands are going to be in plain view. Palms will be open. Handshakes are going to be firm, but not a vice grip, unless you're dealing with a high D who, uh, will try to, uh, crush your knuckles because they're a dominant personality. Um, when they speak that palms are going to be open, not in a fist. And if their hands are together, um, which isn't a bad thing. They're just not going to be looking like they're 
trying to rip each other's fingers off when, when they're holding their hands together. You don't want to see the whites of their knuckles. Um, so if there's any blotching or red and, and white blotches on their hands, then, you know, they're, they're probably very tense at that moment. So we're going to go to some red, uh, verbal indicators. So the red verbal indicators, once again, you know, these are the bad ones. And remember yellow, we're not going to discuss yellow because there's no yellow indicator. Yellow just means you're seeing things and you're not hundred percent sure whether or not it was bad. It's just a, for a, a, a way for you to be become a little bit more in tune to what's going on and to be more aware and know that you may be going down that road where, where you're heading into a, a spot where you need to stop. Um, so yellow is just kind of like, it's the unsure area, but there's no real yellow indicator that I can give you. It's just a way of understanding that you, you need to pay more attention. So red indicators for verbal. Um, if you hear people saying a lot of, uh-huh, I see, right, right, yep, mm-hmm, yep, gotcha. That means they're uninterested. Um, and especially if they're saying it while you're still speaking, not in response to a question. Um, their tone of their voice will be descending or even condescending. Uh, you may get cut off a lot while you're speaking. And if somebody sets a time limit to a meeting after you've already begun your sales pitch, then you know you've probably already started off on the wrong foot. Uh, some more verbal indicators. Uh, if they have a short, like if you ask them a question and their 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 responses are um, one or two words and their faces um, showing very little emotion, um, there's a good chance that they might not be into what you're talking about. If they repeat the question before answering the question, uh, example, did you kill your wife? And the response is, did I kill my wife? And then they answer the question. That's usually an indicator that they're trying to find the answer, which is usually a lie. Um, so that's just a, something to pay attention to. Um, not that you're going to deal with anybody who killed their wife on a sales call, let's hope, but that's just uh, an example. If they're stammering or stuttering, like as if they're tongue-tied when they're speaking, that's a sign of nervousness and could be a sign that they're potentially not being truthful with you. Um, if you hear them clearing the throat a lot or swallowing hard, um, that means they don't have a whole lot of saliva going on in their mouth there, which is a sign of nerves. Inappropriate laughter. If they laugh at something that you weren't intending to be funny, then that's also a negative sign. And if they show obvious disrespect, I mean, that's not um, that's not rocket science here. Then you know you're probably <laughs> heading down a road. It might be time to punt. Some body language indicators or appearance indicators that are in the red zone. Um, if they're inappropriately dressed, if they're wearing uh, flip-flops and shorts to a um, suit meeting where, where they would be required to wear something uh, you know, business-related, uh, or if they're just sloppy in the way they wear, you know, if it looks like the suit just came out of the hamper, then you know um, they may not be taking you very seriously. Uh, once again, poor grooming is an indicator of somebody who doesn't have a lot of self-confidence in themselves or caring whether or not you're you know, they, they present themselves well to you. Closed body position uh, is just the opposite of open. Um, they're not, their torso is not going to be exposed to you clearly. Um, their arms could be crossed across their chest with their hands under their armpits. They could be sitting at an angle away from you. Um, the hands could be near their face with their arms crossing over their body. Same thing if they're sitting. Um, the, the seat that they're sitting in, the chair will be facing away from you in some fashion. They could be leaning forward with their elbows or knees on the table, which is an aggressive posture 
or you may see them in a slouched position, meaning that they're unsure, unconfident in themselves, um, and which is not a good place to be. It's not like you're trying to dominate somebody in a sales call. You're trying to make them comfortable and want to buy from you. So it's not a, this isn't the time or place to make someone feel uncomfortable. Some more indicators on the uh, body language appearance side. Um, the legs and feet uh, will be under a table or under the chair, um, and they're not going to be uh, in a relaxed position. They're going to be crossed um, and closed off. Anything that's crossed, if you see crossed and you've established the baseline norm and crossed was not part of their norm, then this is a, a blatant red indicator. If you have them tapping their toes or shaking their legs or anything like that, that's a sign of um, impatience or nervousness. Shoulders will be stiff um, if they're uh, feeling in, a, a little bit too tense or slouched, obviously, if they're feeling intimidated. Um, if they're standing, they're going to try to invade your personal space, especially if they're a high D. Uh, arms will be folded across their chest or deep into their pockets. That's another sign of someone who's trying to avoid uh, opening themselves up to you is if they put their hands away because then they can't use their hands and you can't watch their hands. Um, which is always a negative. And then excessive sweating, frequent uh, deep breaths, frequent bathroom breaks, fidgety arm movement, and facial touching are all things that, that you're going to see as well on the negative side from the body language. Some facial indicators. Licking the lips. All that means is that their lips are dry and they're not getting enough saliva, which is a sign of nervousness. Same thing with the white film in the corner of the mouth, or if they have cotton mouth, where they're, they're not able to generate enough saliva and you hear a lot of smacking inside when they're uh, from their mouth when they're talking. They're biting their cheeks or their lips. It's just a sign of nervousness or insecurity. Or they're not comfortable with the conversation that's going on. Once again, we're not here to intimidate anybody or to try to get somebody to break down and tell the truth about something, about a crime they committed. We're here to sell. So we want them to be comfortable, happy, and ready to spend money. Um, if their lips need to be pierced, and that means they're... Uh, and I, that's a misspelling. So see, I'm not a high C, so I don't pay attention as much to the, the spelling stuff, but I apologize for that. Um, if their lips are very tight, as if they're um, trying to uh, whistle with a piece of grass, if you were a kid and you ever tried to do that and whistle, uh, make a piece of grass, make that sound, you need to have your lips real pierced. That's kind of what the look would be. Um, if they're Adam's apples constantly moving, it means they're having difficulty swallowing. Their eyebrows are furrowed, meaning that they're like that look of like, what the heck did you just say to me? Um, that's never good. Um, one eyebrow up means, are you kidding me? Or what did he just say that? Um, that's that's one of those indicators. Um, if you see them smirking while you're talking and it wasn't anything that you said, um, if your intention was not to make them um, laugh or, or find something funny, that means they're probably thinking you're full of crap. And obviously yawning is never a good sign. That just means somebody's uninterested. Eye movement, once again, from your point of view, um, it will be sporadic, their eye contact. They will consistently look away frequently when you're speaking to them, um, and that's never good. They'll be looking at clocks, looking at their phone, looking at um, things that are distracting them. They're going to look at uh, their laptop. They're just not going to look at you, and that's never a good sign. Uh, once again, we talked about blinking. On a good side would be um, something that you don't notice it. If you don't notice them blinking, then it's good. If you notice them blinking, then that's negative um, because that means it's happening so much that it's causing you to be distracted by it. Remember, from your point of view, if they look up to your left, their right, 
that means they're looking for something they're visually constructing, meaning it's never happened before, never they've never seen it before, but they're trying to create it. Example, if I asked you what a pink elephant looked like, you would look up, if you're right-handed, to your right, my left, if I'm looking at you, in order to figure out what a pink elephant would look like in your mind. If they look over at their right ear, your left side, if you look from, from your left side, their right ear, then they're trying to find something they never heard before, but we're trying to think what that might sound like. So if somebody asked me what a Martian talking sounded like, I would look in that direction in order to try to figure out what I believe a Martian speaking would sound like. Some more indicators for eye movement. Uh, pupils will become enlarged when under stress. Um, irrelevant to the light that's in the room. Consistently looking down at the ground or straight up is a sign of boredom and disrespect. A blank stare with absolutely no responsiveness during the conversation, that means they're in another world. They're not even paying attention to you. Uh, if they're giving you that hard, piercing stare or glare, they're trying to intimidate you. If your subject's left-handed, remember, um, all these things potentially could be the opposite. So it's not 100%, but it's most likely if a left-handed person will look in the opposite direction of a right-handed person during, these, during this encounter. Hand usage on the red side. If their arms are folded across their chest or under their armpits, um, historically it is a negative indicator. However, if it's part of their norm, I'll give you an example. I'm a police officer. On my gun belt, I wear a gun on my right side and a giant radio on my left side, directly in line with my sides of my, my, my body, so where my arms would naturally hang. Since I've been doing that for so long, I don't ever stand with my arms straight down to my side. I always stand with my arms crossed across my chest because it's the only comfortable position to stand when I'm in uniform. So conversely, when I'm not in uniform, I still stand that way. If we went strictly by what is considered a negative indicator, people would think that I'm being closed off. But the reality is, is that I'm a police officer and this is the only comfortable position which I, I want to stand in. So therefore, it's my norm. So that's kind of where when I tell you you need to get that baseline in, it's very important that you do that because not everything is as it appears. If they have both their hands in their pockets while they're sitting, that's never a good sign. Um, there's no reason why anybody would want to sit with their hands in their pocket. It's very uncomfortable. Um, one reason they would is if they are sweating a lot and they're trying to keep their hands dry um, and they're anticipating having to give you a handshake shortly, you may see somebody with their hands in their pockets prior to uh, the end of an, of an encounter or right at the beginning. Uh, hand or finger tapping on the table, that's just a sign of insecurity or impatience. Uh, consistently uh, putting their hands in front of their mouth face area when speaking, that in, in police world is a sign of lying because they're trying to distract you from what they're saying. Um, and if they run their hands aggressively through their hair or their face as if they're trying to rub something off or, or rip hair out of their head, that's a sign of stress, tension. Um, that's never a good sign. That's, those are things that, that you... They should stand out glaringly, like, what the heck is this guy doing? And that's, if you see that, then you know you've probably entered an area that's not, that you want to get out of. A few more uh, indicators for the hand use. Fidgety hand movement, meaning their hands aren't doing anything in particular in relation to the conversation that makes any sense. Um, sweaty palms. You shake their hand and it feels like they just pulled it out from underneath the faucet. You know you got somebody who's not feeling very comfortable at that moment. 
And you may see them also rub their hands or their legs a lot. Um, and all that is is a sign of nervousness. And there's no reason. Um, you don't need to know why they're nervous. You just need to know that they are nervous. And that's never a good place to have your prospect. Um, in the police world, if they're nervous, that means that they're hiding something from me. They know they're at the police station for a particular reason. And they're very, very nervous. Obviously, they're going to be nervous to begin with. So that's something that I'm not paying attention to. I already got them nervous, which means they're weak at that moment. So I'm going to take advantage of that. However, as a salesperson, you don't want them in that position. It's just keep that very clear. You're not cops. You're salespeople. You want your prospect to be ready to spend money and buy whatever it is you're selling. See them biting their fingernails or evidence they do that a lot. It just means they're naturally having a, a nervous tick. So that's something you need to pay attention to. Hands are in a tight fist. Never a good sign. And if they're finger pointing at you a lot, that's never a good sign either. So what now? Um, you know, once you realize that you need to learn how to identify the deviations from the norm, that's your first step, knowing what the norm is. And then knowing that you're looking for anything that's a deviation. I gave you a bunch of green and a bunch of red potential indicators. You want to see the deviations from that. That's all you need to worry about the deviation from the norm. And then you can interpret if those indicators are either green, yellow, or red, and then you need to react and then potentially alter your sales approach to meet what you're seeing. So if you see somebody that's going, showing you red indicators, then you need to back off and go down a more proactive green level approach. And then finally, if you, if you're in that red zone and you realize that you're not gonna be able to get it back to the green zone, it might be time to cut bait and salvage that call for another date. Or maybe, you know what, you have enough confidence that you can get back to that green area and you can actually recover that sales call and make the close for yourself. Um, you need to trust yourself. Once you start doing this and you start um, getting a little bit more comfortable, trust what you're seeing. Be aware of your surroundings. Be open to every little movement and thing that's that's changing because it's constantly changing. Everything is constantly evolving. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. And then remember, you've got to practice this. This isn't something that you're just going to wipe on the videos, put the videos on, walk out the door and become an expert. You're going to want to practice on everything, your family, your kids. Any chance you can to make a read on somebody, you want to take advantage of that and do so. And then the result will be that you improve and you improve and you improve every single time that you practice. So what's next for you guys? And then we'll take some questions here. And I apologize, uh, Al, I know you've asked one and uh, we just haven't been able to get a chance to it because we were in a flow. So we'll do that in just a minute, Al. My apologies for the delay there. Uh, definitely will answer that. What's next is to head back to the unspoken sale. We're going to take questions and answers now, but go check out the unspoken sale. Matt's lowered the price in association with these webinars to just one single fee of $79. Um, it's very difficult on these webinars to really show as much as you'll get in the program because there's videos, there's images of shaking of hands with it turned over top to dominate as he describes it. There's images of facial features and expressions and eyebrows and all of that's in there. So obviously it's a much more virtual, interactive kind of way for you to see and experience all of that stuff. You can go in there and just register if you haven't already and just receive the sales dossier, which is something that helps very much as well. And I think that will, uh, you know, that'll lead us into the questions and answers. Um, let's take some of these here, Matt. So I'll just read off here. Uh, Al says that he's already brought the training. Thank you very much, Al. And he's gone through half of it. Um, there's a bit of an overlap, uh, with what James covered in the training. So I'm not quite sure, um, am I to find new stuff as I go through the rest? 
Yeah, well, it's 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 tied into it because part of what Jay does is the disc, and that's part of understanding a person's buying style. Um, in the sales world, when you're doing body language, understanding someone's personality or their buying style is very valuable information to have during the body language read. So once you get past the point of the disc theory and the buying style, you're going to learn exactly how you employ that while reading body language. It all ties in together very nicely. Yeah, I think it's, as Matt said, and I would just reinforce if Al or anybody else has seen any of my stuff out there on the internet on those buying styles and the body, uh, the uh, DISC, D-I-S-C work, behavioral temperaments, then that's just a small piece of it. Even the description in Matt's program, he's putting it in the context of understanding body language, which is not something I've done on any of my previous work. All my other work is showing somebody how they can use one of our profiles to already measure that and what it means. Uh, I think what Matt's really bringing to that specific piece of disc is how to identify that without getting them to take a profile. That's the impossible part with a prospect. Hey, I'd like to introduce myself as your new salesperson. Before we do that, here's my business card. And can you go to the website and complete a 15 minute profile? So Matt really expands on how to figure out which of the styles they are without having the, the, the value of a profile and then wraps out all up in a context. So to answer your question, Al, along with what Matt said, yes, absolutely. Knowing that ground and foundation, you'll get into a much deeper process. Um, I know Mary had asked about how fast, Matt, that it's going to take for somebody to be able to start seeing an impact with this stuff. I mean, does this happen overnight or are you realistically talking six months or what? Well, I think there's, you know, I, I, I would answer it this way. If you are a naturally observant person, you will pick this up very quickly. If you are someone who um, doesn't even notice that a new neighbor moved in next door, you might have some issues uh, with the, the how quick you learn how to do this. However, anyone can learn it. If you put in the time and you put in the effort and you put in the practice, anyone can learn it. But the more observant you are naturally, the easier it is going to be able to pick up on other person's minor, small, minute movements in their body language and understanding exactly what those things mean. So it's I would say if you're in sales and you're an interactive person with other people on a day-to-day -day basis, you may not know that you are perceptive to things, but you you are. And some of this, you may go, oh, that's not rocket science. You're right, it's not. It's just a matter of being aware and being open to all the things around you in your environment and then paying attention to them and knowing what they mean. That's really what we're doing here. John's asked if this is really truly universal with all individuals or not. I mean, is this... Are there certain types that this just doesn't work on, or is this pretty much true for anybody you're going to be meeting? It's universal. Um, I don't care who you are. It's involuntary. Your body reacts to stress and to different changes in the environment, and your body language changes accordingly. Um, the more you expose yourself to different environments with different engagements with other people, not always just on a sales call, but in you know, with your marriage, with your children, with your brother and sister, with your mom and dad, you know, anytime you have a chance to utilize the skill that you now are going to have, you can then keep adding to the knowledge that you have on how to read body language. And it's going to become second nature. You're not even going to know you're reading somebody and you're reading them. And that's when it becomes really fun and really useful. Um, and, and I always tell people, and it's in the video, it's not a superpower, but it sure as heck is going to feel like it once you're able to do this well. So you don't need a cape or anything then. Uh, last question I saw, unless another one comes in while we're answering this last one, how likely is it that somebody can be tricking you? Uh, I mean, realistically, you know, somebody is aware that they're, they're trying to make you feel like they're 
excited or happy or trick you into believing with their words that they are going to buy from you? Well, the only way that uh, as a police officer, most criminals think that they're going to try and trick the police officer. So we are always at a disadvantage. So if, as a police officer, if you're not um, in touch with body language and, and understanding that the, the rules in which you're playing by are the person you're speaking to is going to lie. The person you're speaking to is going to try and trick you. And you have to be better, smarter and more adept at doing the body language read than they are trying to trick you in the sales world. I don't think you're going to walk in, make your first contact, say hi, um, just to let you know, I'm about to read your body language. So I wanted you to be aware of that prior to our engagement here. Uh, that's not going to happen. So the reality is, is most people in a non-confrontational sales process aren't going to even want to try to trick you because they don't know they're being read. So I would say it's almost 0% that you're ever going to see that in, in the world of sales. All right. Well, I don't see anything else that's come in since then. So good questions. Thank you, everybody, for making it interactive. Again, go to theunspokensale.com, play around, investigate, watch some of the educational content, read the sales dossier you can have emailed to you, and check it out, $79. That's the price that Matt's looking at while we're running these webinars. And we're doing another one next Friday, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So we will see everybody again next Friday. Everybody here will get an email reminding you of it day before and the day of. So thanks, everybody. If uh, you have any questions in the meantime, Matt at theunspokensale.com. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Matt. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.